Hey, welcome back to the latest episode of The Writer's Haven. I am Musu, your host, and uh, today's episode, I had a really um, interesting conversation with author Cherish Reed, all the way from Ireland, and um, she is a contemporary romance author. She is about to release The Right Escape, which comes out in September of 2019. So be sure to check her out, cherishread.com. But first and foremost, check out our conversation. We talked about all kinds of things. She shared her background. She gave tips on uh, being an author, especially um, if you are a minority and you are a woman. Um, I think she gave some really good insight on that. And just, you know, sharing her writing journey. And of course, we eventually started talking about sex. So (laughs) if you are interested, take a gander and let me know what you think. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's start off and i'm still working on this video thing by the way but oh okay we'll see how that goes um let's start off with um you know who's um cherish reed who is she oh geez okay so <laughs> uh she's a wanderer i mean i've um my real name is cherish Halliburton, and uh-huh. I've only recently taken up Cherish Reed as a pen name. It's my mother's maiden name. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Reed family, they're interesting people. They have been creative troublemakers, you know, <laughs> since way back when. Mm-hmm. And uh, Halliburton just didn't sound sexy enough on a cover of a romance. <laughs> uh, maybe sci-fi or travel literature, but maybe not romance. Yeah. Uh, but I am a uh, professor, mm-hmm. I guess, in my real life working, uh, I teach at university, and um, I teach English and rhetoric, composition, you know, basically teaching 18, 19-year-olds to see the world, how to see the world, and how to write about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's really what's been taking up most of my time in the last five to six years. Um, I'm just, I'm stuck at school. And currently I'm stuck in school, not stuck, but I'm in school now. Uh, my husband and I recently moved to Sweden uh, from Toledo, Ohio, like last year. Mm. And that, that's been a transition. <laughs> of course. So a couple of questions. One, how in the world do you find the time to write? Ooh, well, I'll be honest with you. I, I shirked a lot of teaching responsibilities one semester, and I wrote my first book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is ter- terrible to say. <laughs> the students, they came out all right. And um, more importantly, I think I embarked on a career that I hadn't really given much thought to. It was just kind of a esoteric pipe dream. Mm. And I finally, with the help of one of my good friends, my writing buddies, I sat down and just did it. Mm. Uh, during NaNoWriMo, actually, of 2017. Mm-hmm. And she and I, we pumped out books in a month, which was insane. And I'll probably never do it again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it really, like, gave me the kick that I needed mm-hmm. to just say, let's do this. And then once I did it, I really couldn't stop, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I make that a priority in my life right now. Teaching is important. The work that I do is really important. But I think the passion that I have as a writer, it's always been there well before teaching. And I, I think I owe it to myself to do that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. So with, um, with all of that going on, you had to relocate from one country to another. Now, I lived in Germany for a couple of years. This was like oh, okay. 100 years ago. But um, the culture shock that comes with that, you know, oh. can you talk about that a little bit? Because I can only, I can, in a way I can relate, but she, this is like a permanent transition for you. Right? Yeah. No, we are, we're here indefinitely. And that was just, I mean, it was one of those moments on the airplane where I had that realization that, oh, we're doing this and it's, it's happening now and there's no going back. Um, but Sweden has been interesting. Um, I've, I'm 34 years old. America is what I know. I mean, aside from going, you know, abroad a few times in the past, like I'm, my culture is deeply ingrained, pop culture, food culture, and so there's like a lot of things that I'm still trying to get used to. The Swedes are, they're lovely people. They're just different from what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And I find every day, and I'm sure as you did in Germany, mm-hmm. there's something new to learn, like unspoken rules that you have to follow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of the things that always stands out when I think back to those times, um, the folks over there, they really just, take their time with life. I don't know if it's the same in Sweden. I'm, a, I'm assuming that it is. But in Germany, you know, with, when you look at Americans, it's always go, 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 stress, stress, stress. Whereas yeah. with them, they were, to me, they were just a lot more laid back with life and they did not stress, you know, as much as Americans. Did. Oh, that's interesting. Germans taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Your kidding. No, I I definitely know what you mean. Um, In Sweden, they uh, practice fika. Have you ever heard of that? I've never heard Uh, of that. F-I-K-A. It's just like coffee breaks with your buddies, uh, whether it be your friends or your coworkers. Everybody stop what they're doing and just have fika. And it's coffee, you know, a little pastry, maybe some sandwiches. And they do this often. And like today? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and when I, before I got here, I was like, oh, how delightful. That sounds like warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. And, and now that I'm here, it, I think maybe I'm just a little too American for it. Um, which is a shame because yeah. I really, I really should be relaxing and having a coffee yeah. with colleagues and whatnot. But you know, that Protestant work ethic has never really left me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, So I also wanted to to talk with you about, um, you know, just different things that are going on, just to see Mm -hmm. if I can get your take on them. Um, So it's just, when you were getting ready to call in, I was just, you know, catching up on things. And it is nothing but one tragic mess after the other out there, unfortunately. Yes. Um, 
you know, pop culture wise, you know, Wendy Williams and then you have Cardi B making her crazy comments and, you know, just... Oh, no. What did she say today? Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know if you saw the recent video that they found that just dropped uh, where... No. Oh, okay. It was from maybe a few years ago. Basically, she was saying that um, she used to drug and rape men, you know, to when she was on the come up back in the day. Oh, jeez. So, you know... <laughs> So now, right. Twitter being Twitter, there's the hashtag surviving Cardi B going on. Oh, um, man. Yeah. So, I don't know, for me, and I was thinking, well, maybe I'll do a blog post from a writer's perspective saying words mean things, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, you know, things catch up with you, and then if they do, you just got to be careful with, with how they're handled. Um, yes. So when it comes to different things like that, you know, what's your, what's your take on them? on that, you know, as far as, you know, we try to look at it from a, a writer's perspective. What's your, what's your take on everything that's going on in terms of these women that are on these platforms? Right. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I don't, it's hard to say because, well, in the case of Wendy Williams, she's, <laughs> she's an interesting character because she's made her, her life and career about, you know, yeah. telling folks business and, right. um, and it's interesting how, I mean, we're all human. She's a regular, you know, mm-hmm. person with flaws, yeah. as is Cardi B. Um, it's complex, though, when you, I guess, reach a meteoric stardom, yeah. you know, part of your life where you can be scrutinized mm-hmm. much easier and um oh god the cardi b stuff is just kind of it's horrible wild. yeah <laughs> it's, it's wild you know it's, it stays pretty wild and you know and I, I asked that because you know you're definitely on a path to creating a you know a bigger platform for yourself and yeah, you i guess ever, you know <laughs> do you ever think about things like that well what if such and such comes up oh, well. years ago you know how would i handle that especially for writing career you know yeah that's a new nightmare for me (laughs) (laughs) like what did I say on on Facebook when I was 25 when I was an idiot um (laughs) and honestly um I don't think I have that problem and I I'm knocking on wood as I say this but you know I've I've been analyzing stuff for writing for ages now and I teach rhetoric in the classroom Mm -hmm. and I tell students who you know are at that age where they don't really think about their words or actions Mm -hmm. how important they are to different audiences and I I try to instill like you know the importance of timing the importance of pathos, you know, emotional pleas and Mm -hmm. how you use facts and what your authority is a speaker or a writer, how important those things are. Right. Now, I, I try to live what I teach. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I find myself, I think as I get older too, being a lot more mindful about what I say in general. I, I think with age, you're less likely to pop, pop off on things that, yeah, make you 
have some volatile reaction or something. I'm working on knee-jerk reactionary stuff Definitely. at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us are, yeah. Usually I, at a certain point, yeah. It's a constant exercise because there's so much terrible things, so many terrible things in the news that makes that make us angry. I mean, right. good God, we've only just gotten off the the romance landia. <laughs> exactly. Train wreck. <laughs> It's, it's one wreck after another. And, you know, I think because now more than ever, I think there is such a huge platform with, with Black um, creatives, Black female creatives, if you will. Yeah. Um, more than ever. So it's just so many things we, I feel that we have to be careful about. And just very quickly from my own perspective, um, mm-hmm. when, you know, going through this journey of writing my, my novel, there's, mm-hmm. there's sex things in there. And yeah. so me c- coming up from, you know, church background and religious household, you know, my subconscious was just really going through it when I was trying to yeah. write certain same things. You sure. know, do I use certain terms? Um, do I just come out and say it? You know, how can I make it sound quote unquote classy? And so when I saw your conversation on Twitter, I'm like, oh my gosh, they are hitting it right on the head and we need to talk about this more so um you know i would love to hear your perspective like how was it for you you know writing different types of sex scenes and what if you know we'll get into the advice that you have but you know just let's talk <laughs> a little bit more you know <laughs> what it's like you know putting these these types of things together because for me it was just weird and awkward. oh well i mean uh i It'll never stop being weird and awkward. I just want to let you know that now. (laughs) Um, That never ends. And uh, you just do the best that you can with it. And uh, you do the whole English thing, stiff upper lip and move on. (laughs) But no, I mean, I enjoy reading them and... I think you have to come to terms with that. Um, romance enjoyers, uh, readers, writers, you have to come to terms with the fact that you enjoy reading it. Okay. But, and what would, um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What would make you, what makes it enjoyable for you? Why would you pick up a certain book and read that scene and find it enjoyable? Oh, because just the, well, let's see. Let me find a, a pseudo-intellectual way of saying this. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like, because it's porn. <laughs> Although a lot of people feel that way, but won't admit it. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's probably the, <laughs> I think that's probably the bare, the bare bones of the situation. Mm-hmm. I think women, women often feel they're put into positions where they have to feel bad about these things basically because of the patriarchy and when you get a chance to experience that in a book written by a woman for a woman um or you know somebody who identifies as a woman it's liberating i guess Mm. you know or it should be, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I think. Um, she's 
this writer is talking to you and identifying things that you like or you feel comfortable with and yeah. you get to experience it at the comfort and pace of your in your home you know you're not being rushed into or pressured into it's it's a complete autonomy i guess you could say mm -hmm. does that make sense oh yeah absolutely um absolutely. god now writing them <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know go to the other side you know actually putting these things together oh my goodness well, I mean, it, uh, in order to write these fairly well, you have to read quite a few of them. And normally what I like to do is just kind of set aside, it's a day long adventure for me. Mm -hmm. um, I know that I'm coming up towards a scene like that and I just clear up my schedule. And then <laughs> okay. once, I'm, once I'm done with that scene, you know, I just take a break from the book because it does take a lot out of you. Absolutely. Um, you're, you're getting the choreography, which is so silly. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to sort out the choreography. You're trying to tie in the emotions because that's hugely important. Um, you're trying not to repeat phrases mm -hmm. too often. Um, in fact, what I like to use are a couple of romance thesauruses. Uh, oh, they have those. Yes, uh, oh. definitely pick up a couple. Um, I don't have them on hand with me right now, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I do have a couple of books that just have tons of phrases that you could use instead of breasts, you know? Right, or boobs, you know. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that, you know, if you say the same stuff over and over, it gets a little stale and it obviously pulls the reader out of it you want to really immerse the reader and you know get them sweating oh yeah. my god I get, get, get them <laughs> get them flipping those pages to see what else is going on you know right <laughs> so i mean uh it's arduous like the task if you want to call it that the task is arduous and yeah. uh i prep myself for it you know mm -hmm. i pour a drink I put on some music and I tell my husband, go away, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I think he gets it by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just gave some really good, yeah, keep going. You, can, you gave some really good tips there. Uh, I mean, I'm still, I'm still learning. Like yeah. after I've just finished the second book and it, it feels like I'm still working on it, honestly, and I think it's going to continue feeling like that. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, that, yeah, that is very, very um, helpful, and I hope it's helpful to the listeners as well, because it was definitely helpful for me. Um, another well, thing, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, with I'm doing, I'm, I'm, my focus right now is women's fiction. Mm -hmm. um, and the book that I'm working on now, it started off as like a novella slash short story. Mm -hmm. But after encountering um, an editor, Yvonne Medley, by the way, um, those of you who want to look her up, please do. Um, you know, she, she was like, okay, so this isn't a short story. You need to turn this into a novella. So for the past mm -hmm. several months, 
uh, I mean a novel rather. So for the past several months, I've really been doing a lot of digging because in the short story, there were quote unquote love scenes, but now as a novel, they've developed in the full blown sex scenes. Right. And you know, like you and I have been talking, I mean, it's, it's in a way it's necessary to go there because you want to connect with the reader as a human being. This is what happens to them. These are the choices they make. This is just what they do. This is nature. So um, the first, uh, it's, it's mainly about a woman who is rebuilding her life and finding herself after getting out of an abusive marriage. Mm. So sex is going to be in there somewhere at some point. And um, I recent, I just remember just feeling like a complete idiot. You know, I had done the draft for my first sex scene and I just couldn't help but think about those tacky novels that we've all read at some point that uses the word like throbbing cock and all that foolishness. (laughs) So (laughs) I was trying really hard to um, avoid all of that. And when I finally sat down with my editor, you know, she helped walk me through, helped me develop it more. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, I just wanted to make sure it stayed readable and classy at the same time. I think Uh I did that. But then I encountered, and I want you to take on this, I encountered another level of awkwardness where I had to write a sex scene between people who were old enough to be my parents. Oh, okay. That's kind of gross, you know, <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> so have, you, have you ever had that or have you had that discussion with anyone about that? And if you have, do you have advice on that? Uh, discussion regarding what exactly? Um, describing sex scenes with older people, like if you're writing from your own perspective, what happened to you and you're writing a little bit about your history and you have to basically write a sex scene about your parents. Oh God. Um, (laughs) Nightmares upon nightmares. (laughs) I, I'm going to assume that they, they have done it at least once. Right. Because you're here, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I haven't really thought about it so much because my characters are generally around my age. They're in their 30s. And there are some authors that do brilliant work with people um, older than 30s. Okay. Which is is still necessary. Like, you know, you don't lose sex drive uh, as you age. Studies have shown that elderly people are getting... Quite a few STDs. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and and yeah, you again, you have to think about your audience. Like, what kind of audience would you like to attract? Would you like to get into that older uh, woman market mm-hmm. where you know they want to see themselves on the page, mm-hmm. which could be really exciting. I've never done it myself because you know I'm I'm just kind of starting out. Yeah, but hell if I'm still doing this in 20 to 30 years I feel like I would grow with it I would probably say we're done writing about 20 30 year olds like let's move on yeah and because I I feel like uh representation and I'm sure you do representation matters Mm -hmm. it's just that I'm not there yet um now, Blanche Devereaux has inspired us to not. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. Writing about sex at that age. So <laughs> she just made it yeah. easier. Yeah, and that's, and that's exciting to look forward to. I think that's something that women 
need to remember and I'm talking as a 34 year old I don't know if I know everything but Mm -hmm. it makes me excited and relieved to know that um I can work around a sore hip you know (laughs) I can I can still feel young uh and yeah if you got Blanche figures that makes me makes me happy now discussing my writing with my mom or my mother-in-law no I have not gotten to that point and I don't know if I ever will in fact when these copies come my husband has already told me please don't send your book to my mom (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) I think that's what frightens me more and let us know that the title of your your book the first book uh that's due out in september of this year is uh through karina press and that's called the right escape oh the right escape okay yes um yeah that's happening okay well, and congratulations <laughs> i'm looking forward to getting to that point myself so oh gosh yeah great. Now, are there sex scenes in this book? I, I know I saw oh, them. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> They're here. Okay. <laughs> Which is why your husband politely requested, you know, please don't send it to exactly. me. Exactly. Okay. You know, maybe I'll put some stick-it notes inside the book and just tell her to skip over the section. <laughs> All right. Any other advice when it comes to um, writing about sensitive scenes? Because... Um, Another thing that I would like to point out as the platform for women writers is growing, they're, they're going to touch on a bunch of different topics. They're going to talk, talk on sex. They're going to talk about um, immigration. They're going to talk about rape. Um, yeah. Is that something that you've thought of with your own work? Or, you know, do you have any thoughts on women who choose to write about that particular topic in itself? Well, you know, I, I found that romance, uh, I think it gets a bad rap for not pushing boundaries. Like people tend to look at the genre as, oh, it's just fluffy escapism. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to say, a lot of the romance that I've, I've read over the years, they do touch on touchy subjects. Mm-hmm. They, do, um, they do it in a slick way. Mm-hmm. where they're not beating you over the head with it and you can experience politics you can experience like social aware socially aware subjects in a romance and leave the book learning a little and feeling good about what you've learned um in my first book uh the right escape you know you're just you're dealing with uh, an interracial couple. My heroine is a black woman who's taking a holiday in Ireland and she meets up with a white guy and inevitably they're going to have that conversation about, you know, Ooh, how do you feel about, you know, being the only black lady in the village? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a way that you can do it without making it sound so, Preachy, I guess. Yeah. I, I think that's the, the phrase, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interestingly enough, I did have a beta reader once tell me, like, do you really need to get into it? Um, and I said, yeah, because this represents me and women like who look like me right. are going to read it. 
and they want to know how this sorts itself out. And I would be doing them a disservice if I just glazed over it. Now, I don't need to hit you over the head with racial politics, mm -hmm. but it, it can't be the elephant in the room that we ignore. Like, we, we should be talking about these things. Absolutely. And I can tell you right now that when people read that book, um, you're going to have Black women who have probably never dated or been with anyone outside of their race and maybe mm -hmm. dating someone, um, or whether it's a white person or someone out of their race for the first time in their lives. And naturally, all kinds of questions will flood their minds. Sure. You'll, you'll probably answer a lot of those questions. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't think I'm the foremost expert on interracial relationships, <laughs> but I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, with you telling that type of story, I think that's an icebreaker in a lot of ways. Anyway, I hope. Yeah, it'll I think, create some dialogue. Yeah, yeah, and that's really all you can ask for. But I I do think that romance already took up that helm that responsibility for telling it like it is there's so many writers who do this already you know discussing politics and hard to talk about issues so keep doing it for sure and do you have favorite authors that you wanted to shout out who you know who write in ways that you just described yeah um let's see the usual <laughs> <laughs> like, I I really am digging uh, Alyssa Cole and Talia Hibbert and, um, oh man, something really shocking and embarrassing and I still can't get over it, but I got on a Tessa Dare streak lately. Okay. And I don't know what was going on in my life <laughs> where I sat down and read like eight of her books in a row. Wow. And <laughs> uh, the only reason why I'm embarrassed is not because it's Tessa Dare, but because, like, what was I doing for that week? <laughs> did I not leave the bed? Um, I don't think I did. I just to eat, <laughs> well, eat to bathe. <laughs> just look at it as feeding your creativity. Just look at it that way. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe I was just really stressed out and needed to run away. But she's a uh, historical romance author that I really, really like. And Courtney Milan, in that same, uh, well, you know, in that same subgenre, she's doing excellent things with historical romance from the Black female perspective. Like her hero heroines are you know, really feisty, go get them black girls who take charge of stuff. Okay. Well, I, I have not, I'll be honest, I'll have to look these authors up and you have me interested in their work as well. Because um, I think it's important to just keep um, adding or growing to that, that dialogue about romance yeah. from, you know, um, a, a black woman's perspective or a minority woman's perspective. Um, oh, yeah. And it's it's not just black women, but you know Asian women yes. are in the game, and I'm I still need to do a better job of checking out um, other ethnic authors. Yes, but it's a really exciting time, and not just with uh, race and ethnicity, but we're talking about uh, different sizes. You know, you've got yes. 
fat heroines, people with different body shapes, not just your svelte, um, heaving bosoms. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, the main character in my novel, she's, you know, uh, pretty much plus size. Look, look. Okay. So it's not skinny, you know, lean build uh, yeah. that we're used to seeing. And I think, again, it's important because I don't know about you, but growing up, when I started reading romance uh, books, it was always from a white girl's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it just made me, you know, fantasize in a way like, wow, you know, I, is that kind of world for me, even though I couldn't really identify with a lot of the, the characters in that book in, in some ways. Right. Um, the only time I do remember hearing or reading about Black women when it came to sex was in tragic stories like uh, Beloved or uh, The Color yeah. Purple. You know, so, and I know it's a lot out there now. There are a lot of beautiful stories that women of color have, have written. So, but yeah. I look forward to seeing, you know, how it continues to grow. No, I think you make an excellent point. Uh, you read, you read those as a young person. There was something in those books that still called to you because it's, you know, written by a woman. Yeah. And she's, you know, She's writing about women's feelings, but then you get kind of pulled out of it because, you know, she doesn't look like you. She doesn't have the life experiences that you have. Uh, So it's like you're almost there, but there's something just not grabbing you. And I I think that vacuum is being filled right now for sure. Obviously, you know, um, Miss Beverly Jenkins filled that role for a few years and yes. other women like her mm-hmm. but now we've got you know contemporary gals who are doing excellent things you know it's like in sci-fi for years all we could identify as the the black pat- matriarch of that genre was octavia butler have you read octavia butler get right. octavia butler right but you know now we're breaking through black women writers are breaking through in all the genres and it's a really exciting time. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, I look forward to seeing and learning more about your work. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Continue to push through, you know, with what you're doing. Um, I, I think it's an adventure for all of us. That's why it's important, you know, for us to get to uh, become familiar with each other's work and all that good stuff. So, for sure. Uh, yeah. Did you have any words of advice, you know, for um, up and coming authors, whether they're 20 years old or 50 years old, and they're diving into the task of writing their first novel that may or may not have some romance in it? Uh, you know what? Uh, I suffer from crippling imposter syndrome. So <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the advice that I should be taking myself and that I I try to on good days. Um, A, your writing career is, you know, hopefully a a grand result, hopefully, of the writing that you do continually. Don't wait until you get a publishing contract or an agent contract to call yourself a writer. If you've been doing it, you are. Um, so that's no matter what age that 
measure of success happens for you, just know that you've always been a writer. And that's something that I have to remind myself of. Uh, my friends and family have been calling me a writer well before I got the news that I was, you know, selling a book. And yeah. that, and that's something to remember. Um, stay in your lane. And I don't mean that as an insult to up-and-coming writers. I mean, stay in your competitive lane. You're not in competition with uh, another writer. You don't have to track your friends, your peers' successes, and measure your life against theirs. You're running your own race. And that is something that you, I, I guess you got to keep remembering Whenever the success happens to you, that's when it's supposed to happen, I suppose. Um, oh, gosh. Back up all of your files. <laughs> Definitely. That is understated. <laughs> Email drafts to yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, try not to drink while you write because you're going to edit a whole lot more in the morning. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, I, I wish I could speak to this as like a really solid footed author who's like, you know, well into 20 years of being published. Um, but even if I'm well into 20 years of being published, I'm always going to feel like what's next. And that's just my personal thing. I always push myself to be like, well, what are you doing lately, Cherish? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's it's just critical for you to always um, check yourself in that perspective. Kind of, yeah. you know, make sure you're you're going in the right flow and you're operating in the right vein, so to speak. Um, yeah, yeah, that's very important. So I, yeah. I I think you offer you know very weighted um, words of wisdom, and I hope the writer, the listeners, <laughs> take it to heart. Definitely save those drafts. Um, that can't be emphasized enough because I've seen a couple of horror stories where people have lost. Oh you know, gosh! Drafts and eventually just lost their way. You know. <laughs> oh, I would. I would just die. I would pass out and promptly die. Um, <laughs> but since I'm a teacher, I'm used to telling students, "Email it to yourself. I don't want to hear about your lost paper." Right. Right. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> But no, I, we're all just doing our best and um, I feel really lucky and really honored to be where I'm, where I'm at at this moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm lucky and honored to be talking to you about this. I, this is really exciting. I, I love talking. Yeah. If, if you didn't notice by now, <laughs> I love talking to other authors about what they do too. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad um, we were able to do this. And hopefully, you know, we can continue to have these types of conversations in the future, whether it's on social media, you know, or on another podcast. Um, of course. You know, I just look forward to interacting. And mm -hmm. I mean, myself, I also love meeting new authors. So very excited to learn more about you and your work. Um, is there something else that you, you're working on that you would like the readers to know about? And if you could just let us know where you yeah, um, let's see, I I have the two book contract with Karina Press, and so you're going to get the first book, The Right Escape, in September, 
the tentative scheduled release for the second book, Love Overdue, that should be February of 2020. So those two projects are underway. Uh, one is about uh, the right escape is about a lady who runs off to find herself and finish writing her book in Ireland um, okay. based on my own travels to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then the second book is between a very uptight, prim and proper college professor who has a sordid affair with a neighborhood librarian. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, so those are both being released through uh, Karina Press, and I'll be pretty damn excited when those finally come out. Uh, and where and can I come at you in the meantime if they want to yeah. talk about sex on Twitter, you know, where can they <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, they can get at me through at uh, Cherish Read author. Um, yeah, I've tried to streamline all of my social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter through Cherish Read author. You can't find very many cherishes out there. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, personal blog website is just cherishread.com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, was there anything else you wanted to let us know? I thought you were in the middle of saying something. Sorry. Oh gosh, you know I I ramble so much. It's really oh. hard. To say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean the best part of being in Ireland is finding people who talked probably more than I do, <laughs> um, and I'm hoping that that shines through in this first book. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, I know I will definitely be getting my copy. And if we could have you back on to, you know, talk about the book once it's released, that, that would oh. be great. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. So um, I want to thank you again, Cherish. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. And oh, thank you. <laughs> we can continue to keep in touch. And thanks again for, for joining us today. Of course. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did you have any questions or anything? Are you cutting yeah, us off? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this part is Will you cut this part? <laughs> okay. I will then hang up. How's okay. that? Um, is, oh, do okay. You, I don't know if I you have like a rundown after the recording where we talk? Or? Oh, well, no. I'm, I'm wrapping it up now. I'm saying this, this part that we're doing here is not going to be... Okay, you're cutting this. Yeah, oh, cutting this. I'm I'm ruining everything for you. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You're perfectly fine. Okay. You know, I I don't know if I had asked you if you could um when you had a moment to say yeah. like your headshot and um I don't know if you had your social media info in the, in your signature block or not. I can't remember. Uh, you know I could send you all of that stuff in an okay. email um right after this just okay. to make it clear um okay. it's yeah i i may have stumbled over like the actual oh no problem stuff yeah you're you're fine and i'm so sorry you can't see me i feel really bad <laughs> oh no you know we've had a good conversation i just wish you could <laughs> you know, if we do this again it'll definitely be 
that I'll be more used to this software. Oh, life. you're fine. <laughs> I mean, what's anything that can go wrong will wrong go Not wrong, either, right? Good news. <laughs> but anyway, How, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when do you think this will be released? So I am launching um, in mid-April. Um, Ooh. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, between now and then, I will be editing the episodes that I've recorded so far. So once I have a solid date, I will uh, give you a heads up so that you can go ahead and share it with everyone. Oh, excellent. Okay. Oh, man. Well, I hope yeah. you have a lot of uh, other fun conversations with other authors. Yeah, I do. Um, I have another one scheduled tonight. And um, oh, in the past shoot. couple of weeks, yeah, I've met other authors as well, doing all kinds of things. So I'm so excited to share that with everybody. Oh. That is exciting. Good yeah. for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. So. Oh, well, I should have asked you maybe yeah. 30 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, pronouncing your name, Musu? Yep, you got it. Musu. Okay. Yep. Musu Bangora? Bangora. 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 Okay. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, well, Musu, it was just wonderful talking to you. And uh, I'll let you go to get ready for the next person. <laughs> but, no problem. Yeah, get at me anytime. I okay. <laughs> I cannot stress enough how much I just love talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, no problem. And if you have any questions in the meantime, you can always hit me up. All right. Well, you okay. take it easy. You too, Cherish. Bye. Thank you. Bye.